When we talk about singles that hit the Billboard Hot 100, we often only care about those that reach the top 10. Anything less, and critics will call it a middling success at best. But what kind of success is it when your single is on the chart at three different spots at the same time, released by three different recording artists? It's this odd commercial scenario that the band faced with one of their most recognizable hits, although commercially it only hit number 63 on the Billboard Hot 100. Quote, I absolutely said, no way I'm going to do it. It's the band's record, goodbye. But the label kept calling me, so I finally said, well, if you can get confirmation from the band that they're not putting it out as a single, and I can do it with their permission, then okay. So I recorded it. The record's going up the chart, and all of a sudden, here comes the band single. Then Aretha Franklin's version comes out. So I was at a radio station, talking to the program director, and there were two other people promoting the same record outside the door. Said American singer-songwriter Jackie DeShannon. DeShannon's version hit number 55 on the Billboard charts, Aretha Franklin's version peaked at number 19. Despite the band's original version being the least successful version to release in 1968, the song has gone on to earn the number 41 spot on Rolling Stone's 2004 edition of the 500 Greatest Songs of All Time, the number 13 spot on Pitchfork's Best Songs of the 1960s list, and a place on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's list of the 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. So how does such an impactful song come to be? Well, it all starts with guitarist and songwriter Robbie Robertson absentmindedly staring at his guitar one day while he was noodling around. Robertson noticed the internal stamp on his Martin guitar said, Made in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. This one small moment established the setting for the massive song and inadvertently provided a name to the Scottish rock band that would form the same year the song was released. The rest of the song is filled out with images and characters of the American South, based heavily on the personal life of fellow The Band member Levin Helms and the people he encountered. That's right, this song bears only Robertson's name for the writing credit, but Helms has long held that the single was a group effort. Helms even broke it down into percentages. According to Helms, Robertson is responsible for about 60% of the lyrics, with Rick Danko and Richard Manuel each contributing 20% of the lyrics. Garth Hudson did most of the music, and Helms himself claims to have made minor lyrical contributions. Well, hey, maybe if we'd known that going in this week, we'd be talking about Robbie Robertson's solo classic, Showdown at Big Sky, instead of this song about loads. That's right, in honor of the late, great Robbie Robertson, we're talking The Weight by the band on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one's friend can stick around. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my dog. <laughs> Alex Mildenberger. <laughs> Alex, what's going on? Oh, man, a lot of things are going on, man. Busy week, busy week, things just, busy month, honestly. Busy month, huh? Yeah. It's, the month's just begun, my man. I know, right? It's September 10th, we're a third in, but... Just things happening. Got, Things I've got yeah, class. Got... My class started. Oh, yeah. I've got a class starting. Um, I'm supposed to do all this like work stuff, like extra work regular. Extra work regular. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Uh, things this month and like, yeah, just things happening. Yeah. Well, look at what, you. What, a concert on school. Friday? Saw Pup. You saw Pup, Canadian saw Pup. Treasure Pup. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Well, that's very cool. I'm very upset that they're not coming to vancouver yeah i was surprised they they were like starting they were like this is uh, the start of our little tour here i was like in calgary really okay yeah that's weird okay i mean get get it out of the way while the weather's still good i guess cool but surprising unusual surprising and yeah i've been fucked twice now on like artists i actually (laughs) like not coming to my city and i the half the reason i moved out to this godforsaken beautiful city is because like typically 
<laughs> more concerts happen here. Yeah, it's it's so weird. I, like, I don't know. I wonder if there's some, like, under the covers, like, insider trading reason for that of, like, someone, some booker is, like, sleeping on them or, like, someone's trying to, I don't know, get bribes or something that they're not getting. Well, something's happening under, under Frank the hood. Turner's was a friend's wedding. So oh. he had a wedding right around because he was touring with the Interrupters, and so his wedding was right around the time that the Interrupters were at the Commodore in uh, Vancouver. Okay, that makes. I've been sense. told by Commodore door staff that Frank Turner loves that venue specifically, and has been there before. So I, that right. one just seems. Like I just a wanted to turn it into a conspiracy theory. Hey, man, you're living it's in the way right more fun that, that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, I'm a little upset that I don't get to see Pup. Love him, big fan. Glad you got to see him. Uh, Alex, another band we'll never get to see because they've already done their last waltz is the band. Yeah, there's only one member left alive currently anyway. Is, is that Levin Helm? No, Levon Helms died a couple years back. Is it Levon? Um, I, I mean, I just say it like the like the Elton John song. Okay, which Elton John song is that? Levon. Is that about him? <laughs> Listen, not. Alex, I'm not the <laughs> I have no idea. I have no John idea. <laughs> All I know is Levon likes his money, okay? Okay, all right. Um, that could be Levon Helm. <laughs> I don't think it's about Levon Helms. I guess because um, Levin is what you do with bread, and that's got an A in it, right? Yeah, yeah. This is, he is leavened. He is, he is rising. Um, but yeah, he also yeah. passed away a couple years ago. Um, and Richard Men. Manuel passed away. I don't remember. The last one is uh, Garth Hudson. He's the only Garth one who's still alive. Because Rick okay. Danko died in like the 90s. Well, also, yeah. great name. Rick Danko? Great name. Rick Danko also, should have been a skate, like a skateboarder in the 90s. And it's like almost Dick Danko. Like Rick is also short for Richard. Yeah. Like. Well, you could you could sw- switch it around and then you're Dick Ranko. That's Dick just Ranko. when you smell like yeah. bean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Wonderful name. And also, uh, you know, they're all very talented uh, artists as well. Yeah. I was reading up about their history. They started as the Hawks for, uh, was it Richard Hawks Ronnie or something Hawkins. like that? Ronnie Hawkins. Ronnie Hawkins. Yeah. That's what it is. So he we, fucking worked him to the bone. <laughs> we talked about and Ronnie they, Hawkins. When right. we talked about Rush, I think, because he had like a ranch in Ontario that had a recording studio on it. And I think that's where they recorded Limelight or like something. Like there was a lot of records, you know, famous records recorded there. Right. And it was in Canada. So, yeah, big Canada. So, in, in the band, of course, uh, Canadian American. Yeah. So, a number, I mean, I know Levon Helm specifically, and that's going to be relevant for this song, is like from the South. Um, yeah. 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 Like very from the South. Yeah. Like a little too like from the these... south at times, but we won't get too much into that. E- even lo- watching the video of the performance from the last waltz for this song, yeah. I was like, "That dude like looks like he was raised <laughs> from the earth." Yeah, <laughs> like the American. He's a man south. of the people. He's a man of the people for sure. Uh, Alex, you a big fan of the band, or are you more Robbie Robertson solo Robert guy? <laughs> solo guy. Um, you know, I really more to the band actually. Um, weird strange but strange, all right. yeah, really uh, yeah i mean as much as i like showdown at big sky uh 
little somewhere down the crazy river. I, I was because we were talking about those songs. Where I was trying to talk about those songs to you when we were talking about yeah, you doing were a Robbie Robertson song. Me on those songs, and I was yeah. like, "These are popular songs." No, and it turns out, no is the answer. Um, so it might just be that they get Canadian radio play because they're Canadian songs. Uh, but I swear, yeah. I've heard them on the radio or used to, you know, when I was younger. But no one's covered them, so yeah. Robbie so, Robertson, I don't think, did a ton of solo stuff anyway. Um, he did a lot of film composing, didn't he? Thought, yeah, he did uh, film stuff and then, like, I think other studio stuff, maybe. Like, post Yeah, he band. was a producer for a while, so he's done a lot of yeah. behind-the-scenes stuff. He's, uh... But, and just, yeah. Sorry. Just another great name. His name's Robert Roberts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I did know someone whose last name was Robinson and they married someone named Robin. Robin Robin Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Rock and Robin. That's great. Rock and Robin. But, um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, Robbie Robertson, um, mostly like toured with the band. Cause, cause again, we're going to talk about the last waltz a bit later, but that was Mm. their kind of farewell from touring. Um, yeah. And, uh, the other guys got back together, but then he was working on other stuff, like being an actor, writer, producer, and composer for the 1980 film Carney. Um, does a lot of work with Martin Scorsese. Yeah, because apparently Bull, they the were King buddies. Comedy, the Color of Money. Yeah. So. Casino. Casino. He's even got he's, Killers of the Flower Moon is his last one he worked as a composer on, and that's I don't know if that's out this year or coming out. But that's, that's like models like right now thing. Yeah, it was released on May 20th. So like. Oh, it's it's really it released on May twentieth for the Cannes Film Festival, oh, and then okay. October twentieth, it's coming out. What wider release? Yeah. Wider release, and that's but of yeah. So he was working right up to his fucking death. Here he died of uh, prostate cancer just last month. Shit, it's coming for us all. It's yeah, man. I I just tore mine out yesterday just to fucking get ahead of it. <laughs> Honestly, not, <laughs> not not the worst idea. Um, <laughs> any unnecessary body I'm just removing them man like prostate eh, it probably doesn't do anything right um, yeah take that out I, I'm actually very anti-state anyway yeah I'm kind of I'm against state government yeah. I think it should all be either municipal or federal that's yeah. my belief uh, <laughs> yeah but uh, of course uh, the band also like we we're talking about the band history they have more too because we're talking about Ronnie Hawkins but they also um, like kind of broke off and did their own thing for a while still called themselves mm-hmm. the Hawks Levon and the Hawks um, yeah and then got hired to perform actually as- it was it's an even weirder name than that it's like oh. the Levon Helms uh, like s- s- fucking hot sex debt or something sex like that set. let me check hot sex set. oh yeah they had a couple they had a couple names um, they had quite a few names and of course the name of the band stems from them being yeah. the backing band for so many uh, different artists yeah and, uh, and Bob Dylan I think was obviously the probably the biggest one and yeah. then they just at some point people were just referring to them as the band because that's kind of what they were mm-hmm. and they just they ran with that yeah because it'd be like Bob Dylan and the band so yeah they were briefly the Levon Helms sextet with their sixth member being a sax player named Jenny Penfound or Penfund um yeah the band man another like I was listening to their greatest hits of course this week right just like that's a band with greatest hits like yeah <laughs> they got some like, fucking some solid stuff I really I I about 10 years ago really started listening to them a lot and I remember having I remember when I first was just like out of high school working 
I had a pretty long commute, and I just remember hearing Stage Fright every day for like a week on the radio, and yeah. I was like, I like oh, this yeah. song. It's a good song. It's a great song. Uh, but it that took one, a yeah, like phenomenal that. song. Yeah, and that's and we were talking about. So there's two lists. I think Pitchfork and Stereo Gum both released uh, like best band tracks of all time. This was number three on both. And I was like, I wonder what number one is. It was bo- both of them. Number one was the night they they burned Old Dixie down. Not they drove Old Dixie down. They drove Old Dixie yeah. down. That's it. Too long a title. It is Just a long, called Old Dixie. It is a long title. <laughs> Uh, but that track we didn't talk about because I don't know if we're equipped to handle the weird uh, like Confederacy. Yeah, <laughs> there's some that, real that like piece. it's weird because I feel like you can justify it, but it, like there is definitely like heroic depictions of of Southern like Confederate soldiers in ways yeah, that I'm not 100 percent on board with, and I know. Like, you can kind of explain it away, definitely, but, like, there's definitely an intellectual side to it where you have to be like, okay, yeah. how are they thinking about this? Oh, and it's in the eyes of a child and things like that. Right, and you're like, and, and yeah, they're ultimately depicted as fucking losers. You can't yeah, raise a true. king back up when he's in defeat and things, but also it's in, in such a way that you're meant to sympathize with them, I yeah. think. Yeah, and I know, well, I get the impression from, I think it was a Robbie Robertson interview I read, that Levon Helms was, like, a bit lost cause but, like, also you were one step removed because he didn't write the song directly so i'm like i don't know exactly i'm glad we don't have to deal with it <laughs> yeah i'm glad we don't have to deal with it but it is a f- <laughs> but a it also track. like it does it does rip so <laughs> yeah it's uh that that makes it a little tricky a little tricky and it's so weird to hear that levon helms is such a backseat on writing because even this one is again such yeah. american south such like gospel so so weird that it comes from fucking robbie robertson predominantly yeah but also it's kind of like stories from Levon Helms, mm-hmm. it sounds like. Like even the characters in the song are like based on real people that he. Yeah, and there's like maybe two people who have names that are obscured. Most of them are just legitimately those. Just that person. Names. Yeah. It's you read a quote. It's like, oh well, Anna Lee is based on Anna Lee, like whatever her last yeah. name. Like we know is. who it's she like, is, oh. and like she's still alive or whatever, or yeah, maybe not anymore, but. Well, yeah. Not anymore, but she was certainly alive at the time. Yeah, it's a very strange song. Alex, what do you think about the weight in general? The weight? Uh, I love this song too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, all... this is like my first the band song. This one I knew. This is probably, I'd say, the most well known as a band song, I would think. I'm, I can't, I mean, some of the other ones are out there too, but I feel like this is like gotta be, obviously, it's number three on the list. Do you remember what number two was? Number two, I thought it would be Stage Fright was my thinking, because that's the other very popular band yeah. song. I think it was inconsistent between the two lists I looked okay. at, so I kind of just waved it away. Yeah. It might have been fucking up on Cripple Creek or something. Like, also, also a good song. Also like that. Good song. Way too fucking country for me it's back very, in the day. Yeah, now yeah. I can... <laughs> I remember, I was uh, like, okay, I like the weight. I'll chuck on this greatest hits, and it fucking comes in with Cripple Creek. I'm like, this is a bit much. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes, I realized that was the wrong bass intro. Don't come at me, Alex. Oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> it was that was actually. Well, don't do it. Is that one <laughs> also a bit too country? Yeah, I mean they definitely no. have that. They get called like roots rock, which is definitely yeah. like pretty country side of rock. There's a quote that called them like country soul or something. Like, and I mean they have that and like southern rock, all that you know. Yeah, um, we yeah, talked about yeah. CCR a little while ago, and uh, when we were talking about sibling bands, right? 
Mm-hmm, yes. Um, for our, our secret theme month. For our month secret theme June. month. Of Gemini June. June. Gemini June. Um, and uh, where they're like kind of like really effective posers. Like they're from yes. California or whatever, but they're singing about like the South, Southeast states. Whereas this is like, they kind of have that as well, but they also have like Levon Helms there and like they have some legitimacy. So like they've injected right, with yeah, that. They're... So it also is a little bit of that, but it's also... A little less of that. Yeah, it's interesting because they also get like a commercial send up. The most uh, like Billboard successful version of this is the Aretha Franklin cover, similar to when Tina Turner covered uh, Proud Mary. Right. right. So there is like that weird uh, parallel as well. But yeah, yeah, the weight, great song. It's a song that um, I thought was maybe more complex than it actually turns out to be. (laughs) I think it's kind of a funny song knowing the uh, knowing the story behind it now. Yeah, but, well, I mean, let's talk about it. Let's talk about yeah, it's lyrics. a bit comical. I think it's interesting, too, because, like, there's so much, like, 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 these biblical overtones and things, and you're like, well, there must be a mystery here. But I found the same way that when we talked about uh, Meatloaf's I Would Do Anything for Love, once you understand the central premise, <laughs> right? it's like, oh, okay, the right. last thing oh, he said sense. is what he would do for love. And when you understand, it's like, oh, he's running around town doing for fa- favors for everyone, and it's, <laughs> like, just too much. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, right. I mean, and he's he's traveling, I guess, and it's it's kind of got like the mysterious side to it too, because he's like kind of traveling, just like wandering. Obviously, he talks about places, and it's like everyone's like down on their luck. And anyway, yeah, we'll, everybody we'll, we'll like it. needs a hand or something. We'll get into that. So I think it's important to note that because it seems like this is the prime root of this is these films made by Louis Buñuel. I don't know how right. to do that that accent um but we have i believe this is a quote from uh from robbie robertson i forgot to actually write down the source here but he said buñuel did so many films on the impossibility of sainthood people trying to be good in viridania and nazarene those are two movies he did people trying to do their thing in the weight it's the same thing people like buñuel would make films that had these religious connotations to them but it wasn't necessarily a religious meaning in buñuel there were these people trying to be good and it's impossible to be good in the weight it was this very simple thing someone says listen would you do me this favor when you get there will you say hello to somebody or will you give somebody this or you pick up one of these for me oh you're going to nazareth that's where the martin guitar factory is do me a favor when you're there this is what it's all about so the guy goes and one thing leads to another and it's like holy shit what's this turned into i've only come here to say hello for somebody i've got myself in this incredible predicament it's very bunuelish to me at the time yeah i think you got it i think you got it I'm trying my best. But yeah, that kind of sums it up. He like goes here on the request of his uh, his aunt Fanny and like <laughs> just gets thrown around all of fucking Nazareth or wherever trying to do the simplest request. Yeah. And just helping people out. And they're like Yeah. It's like not quite enough. It's like never quite enough sort of. Like there's always one more thing and he's just sort yeah. of helping people out. And he and the whole time he's just looking for a place to sleep. Yeah, really. <laughs> but yeah. I never realized how much that like goal was a through line of the song. I kind of never really thought of that either, but I guess he's just sort of wa- still wandering. Yeah. So we begin, I pulled into Nazareth, was feeling about half past dead. I just need some place where I can lay my head. Hey, mister, can you tell me where a man might find a bed? He just grinned and shook my hand. No, was all he said. Yeah, so I mean, first of all, we already talked about Nazareth a bit and how it's kind of mm-hmm. a, almost just a nothing, like it just sounded cool, but yes. also has these biblical um, 
connections. Um, yes. And feels very... There's a lot of towns you hear about. Um, I'm not going to say they're all in the American South, but like in, in the States, where they're like, we named this after like a f- Cairo or whatever, you know? Yeah, Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> like all these places that like, are... Yeah, Memphis, like Omaha, whatever, all that stuff. Um, or like yeah, Jerusalem, yeah. and you're like, really? <laughs> Yeah, you're um, like, and that's weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, so obviously this place really exists, and it's just the place where the guitar factory is. But um, yeah, it just feels—it feels like it has weight. <laughs> yes, you know, it has the weight to it. And also, the first verse is basically a nod to the story of the birth of Jesus. Because he's pulling into Nazareth and like looking for a place to sleep. Yeah, looking for a yeah. place to sleep, and a guy's like, "Hey, no." <laughs> Yeah, there's no place. Uh, that's it's so like so that exchange where he's like, I mean, it's, there's some like friendliness there, right? Because they're like shaking mm-hmm. hands, and he's like, "Hey, uh, do you know where I might find?" You know, he's like being polite about things, uh, and he just says like, "No, <laughs> no." Yeah, I love that the so, man grins, shakes his hand, and says no. <laughs> like, no, it just seems like like he's just accepted this this place and it's like do you know a place where someone can like sleep and be comfortable maybe and it's like no i i I do not know that no i guess maybe he is like some sort of omen of what's to come yeah because like there is this face of friendliness but he's like you're not gonna get what you need here yeah like we don't have anything to give you but also we're gonna be kind of nice about it yeah (laughs) come on in but also you're not gonna sleep yeah um, and that brings us to the chorus. Take a load off, Fanny. Take a load for free. Take a load off, Fanny. And, and, and. You put the load right on me. You put the load right on me. And, and, and. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is the fun thing about this, or or I wanted to point it out. It yeah. took a while for me to register. Like, I was, I was like, is it Annie or is it Fanny? And there's actually part of the song that makes it clear later on that it's Fanny and not Annie. Yes. Um, but, but I didn't notice that for years. today... Uh, Greta said to me as I was playing this, she's like, it sounds like they're saying, take a load off Fanny. I was like, that is what they're saying. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, it does, because that that is what they're saying. But I mean, you know, you got that double F. uh, Yeah, load off Fanny. The consonant just rolls into the next one. It's also funny because loads are cum and Fanny is vagina, so. Yeah, so it's very funny. That's pretty humorous. Uh, But you know, it's, it's the States, so Fanny's your ass, not your minge. Yeah, so what we get in the... That's right. <laughs> it's depending on where you're from, this load's going in a different yeah. place. Uh, it's funny that this is like, basically, the the chorus serves as like the precursor to all these events. It tells you how he got to this scenario. Yeah, it's... Uh, I guess he, he's he's taking on this burden for, for Fanny. Yeah, and it's funny because I don't think him or Fanny knew it to be a burden, right? That's kind of the joke, is that Fanny's like, oh, you're going to Nazareth. Say hi to right. Carmen. While and you're there, fuck, you <laughs> like, might as yeah, well. Yeah, while you're there, might as well hit that. It'll probably be easy. They, you know, you probably, they'll show you around town. You could probably find a bed or something. It'll be yeah. easy. It'll be no He's like, all right, problem. yeah, sure These thing, Fanny. And then he has to travel to this place, and he's super tired, and then he can't really get what he wants. Yeah, he needs. comes in half dead and then just yeah. can't catch a break. So it's funny, and I think the fact that it persists, it never changes. He's not, he never even, like, hates Fanny at the end of this. It's no. just, like, the, it's just the cost of living, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, well, just, I tried to do a favor for a friend. 
it feels very resigned. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, like he's all this negative stuff has happened. He's like, well, that's the way of the world. You know, that's just how how it goes. Yeah, that's just how it goes. Sometimes, sometimes. things so... don't go the way you expect. So he leaves the strange grinning man, and he he heads into verse two yeah. here. I picked up my bag. I went looking for a place to hide. When I saw Carmen and the devil walking side by side, I said, hey, Carmen, come on. Let's go downtown. She said, I got to go, but my friend can stick around. Yeah, I do like that line. I did uh, for years think it might be karma and the devil because they yeah, both sounded like, like a... concepts, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just someone named Carmen. Yeah. Do you think they're like, because uh, is the devil literally Satan or is it just a friend with a, a wacky nickname? In the same way that, like, Nazareth isn't literally Right, it's not literally Nazareth. Well, not having known that it was necessarily not literally Nazareth, like, it feels very symbolic. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, there's just things that are symbols. So I was willing to accept that the devil was just there. Especially when I thought it was karma and the devil. Uh, Okay, Because they both sound, like, religious enough, right? Um, So you don't think they're just, like, an AM radio, like, duo? (laughs) AM radio duo, karma and the devil! (laughs) Um, but yeah, it does seem to be uh, a person who, who is embodying the, the aspects of, of the devil, you know? Yeah. It's, guess. uh, it's like what he said in this quote is, uh, people like Bunuel would make films that had these religious connotations to them, but it wasn't necessarily a religious meaning. And so that seems yeah. to play throughout this song is that like the devil. And obviously that's the joke. She's like, I got to go, but like Satan can hang out. Yeah. I'm going to hang out with you. And like, Oh, I got, hard to get out of that one now. Yeah. And that's funny. Cause her like thing is, uh, like you can take care of my friend, the devil, whether or not he's literally Satan or just the guy who earned that nickname, probably a handful. Right. Like, yeah. So that's the first, like, favor that gets chucked onto him as he's just trying to say hi to people. Yeah. So now he's got, a, he's got the devil with him. Or, I, yeah. I mean, that doesn't really factor into the rest of the song, but... That's, yeah, it's not like he yeah. then travels with the devil, but like, then the he, devil I, mean, I imagine he him. probably goes downtown with the devil. He has to buy a devil fucking drink because he didn't bring his wallet or something. You know, it's, it's, it's a hassle, I assume, yeah. no way. It's funny, Genius notes this, I never really thought about it, but it is funny. He says, the singer seems to know most of the people he meets, so it's odd he doesn't have a better plan for finding a place to hide (laughs) than asking random strangers. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the other thing, is, I mean, you want to talk in terms of, like, social class or whatever, if all your connections are in the same, like, strata as you... And you right. don't have anything, they might not have anything either, right? Like, Yeah, you, some fucking drifter who maybe came here on a train. Yeah, and they're like, well, I'm also looking for a place, you know? Like, that's the kind of people yeah. you know, because that's why we know each other. That's right, that could be it. But, yeah, so that's verse two, take a load off Fanny. Um, we hit verse three, go down, Miss Moses, there's nothing you can say. It's just old Luke, and Luke's waiting on the judgment day. Well, Luke, my friend, what about young Anna Lee? He said, do me a favor, son. Won't you stay and keep Anna Lee company? So is Luke going to kill himself? I think, I don't think so, necessarily. Um, I think Luke has, like, we already talked about being resigned, but I think Luke has, like, completely given up. I think that's what waiting on Judgment Day means. Like, he's not doing anything. That's kind of the impression I get. Um, I don't know necessarily what go down Miss Moses means. Okay, well, that that, that, genius has a little work here. There's a spiritual song called Go Down Moses, 
where God commands Moses to tell old Pharaoh, let my people go. So I think he's saying to Miss Moses, like, let him go. Like, it's more of like, <laughs> you can't, it's just Luke. Don't try and dissuade him from waiting on judgment day. Oh, like he's talking about Luke. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, like Luke's yeah, not going to do anything because like say. Luke is like too focused on the end kind of thing, maybe. Yeah. He's focused on whatever waiting for. It seems to me because he has either a responsibility or like a partner here or something. Luke. Yeah. Because he's like, Luke, well, what about young Annalie? This is what makes me think he's going to fucking kill himself. Because, like, Judgment Day. And then he's like, well, maybe True. Luke, hang around yeah. to take care of your friend, Annalie. And he's like, hey, fuck you. You do it. Come on. Yeah. Can you do it for me? Like, when I'm gone. Like, he's completely, he's completely, like, out. You know, he's he's way too out of focus to. Yeah. To care about that. And, and he's clearly trying to help me. He's like, what about this thing that you could live for? And he's like. Person, person. Yeah. Uh, okay, Alex. <laughs> person. Um, Very progressive of you. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> um, and he, and he just like still doesn't care about that. So it's like there's nothing important enough for him. Yeah, or like he cares about it just enough to be like, hey, that's a good idea. Why don't you <laughs> you handle like, her yeah, when I'm gone? That might be a problem. Um. But yeah, that's um. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is a suicide uh, reference. Well, yeah, like Judgment Day is the end, right? It does make sense. It does make sense. The fact that he's waiting doesn't imply a passivity to it, right? Though it's not like he's like gun in mouth or or what have you, but maybe he's starving himself. He's definitely like not trying to live. Yeah. Yeah, he could just even be like, this could be a way of saying he is depressed and yeah, like, or like only drinking kind of thing. Like, yeah, he's waiting on Judgment Day. He there's could a lot of possibilities. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's open. It's you know, the, it's, it's vague enough. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. And again, who are our characters here? Moses, Luke. Yeah, it all sounds <laughs> Judgment Day. Just so biblical. Yeah, highly biblical. Annalie is the only thing that's not biblical, but even that name is like very southern, which is like Bible adjacent. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Annalie. Um we then we then come to the next character. Crazy Chester followed me and he caught me in the fog. He said, I will fix your rack if you'll take Jack, my dog. I said, Wait a minute, Chester, you know I'm a peaceful man. He said, That's okay, boy. Won't you feed him when you can? Yeah, so crazy I should have into that line a little more. Anyway, sorry. I've, I've got the whole thing mapped okay. out here, man. Yeah. So crazy Wait Chester was a guy that Levon Helms knew. Right. Who, well, it lived from Fayetteville, uh, was that Kentucky? And he walked around town with, like, like, cap guns or, like, pellet guns. He was like a cowboy, basically. He was a man who believed himself a cowboy. Right, but, like, just with a cap gun. Yeah, and he would walk around, and they'd be like, hey, keep the peace there, brother. And he's like, everything's okay with me around, compadre. <laughs> and that was, like, his vibe. Yeah, here we go. Uh, uh, uh. Crazy Chester was a guy we all knew from Fayetteville who came to town on Saturdays wearing a full set of cap guns on his hip and kind of walked around town to help keep the peace, if you follow me. He was like Hopalong Cassidy, and he was a friend of the Hawks. Ronnie would always check with Crazy Chester to make sure there wasn't any trouble around town, and Chester would reassure him that everything was peaceable and not to worry, because he was on the case. Hmm. Two big cap guns he wore, plus a toupee. That's, so that's this guy. Bit of a, bit of a crazy guy. Yeah, unusual um, fellow. So, I Will Fix Your Rack has two definitions. Um, one, it's apparently like hobo speak for a bed. A rack is a bed. Yeah, which, I mean, or, that's what so he's he, looking for. Yeah, that seems to be the most sensible. He's saying, listen, dog, I'll find you a bed if you take Jack, my dog. The other definition people found is that it's like, I'll knock your teeth out, which 
I feel is weirder. That doesn't make sense. It's like, I'll punch you if you take Jack. But also, the peaceful thing... Yes. ...makes some sense, in that, but then it's just, it's so weird, right? Because, like, the... So I have to assume... Yeah. Here's, here's, my, here's my way I loop this. It's a is, misunderstanding? Jack, my dog, is a dog working for Crazy Chester, the peacekeeper, so he is sort of a hunting dog. Right. He's like he's like a canine unit, but for some crazy guy running around town with, with caps. So he's like, you have to take care of my my dog, my war dog, my hunting dog, my canine. And he's just saying like, well, hold up, Chester, I can't do that. I'm a man of peace. This this right. wild dog is not, not going to feed him the life meat. it needs. Yeah, I'm not out here hunting stuff. criminals. That was book. Yeah, kind of my thought as well was the like because like because of the meat. I guess he doesn't want to like hunt. Um, yeah, yeah. So that that makes the most sense. You're like, I'll give you something, but you have to do something for me. Which in this case is like take care of the dog because he, he cares about the dog. Yeah, enough yeah, to like not just it, abandon him. Which is exactly. He's like, well, just feed something. him when you can. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's weird because he follows him into the fog. It would be so weird to be like, hey man, I'll fuck you up if you take my dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you followed me. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I, didn't even um, see you I won't a dog. fight you, and he's like. But I want you he's to like, save right. my dog. He's like, yeah, feed my dog, though. It's like, what the fuck it's, is happening? Yeah, that it doesn't really make much sense. It doesn't add up. And it, but again, like, if we follow the through line of also a bed is ultimately what our dude is after, then, like, yeah. it makes sense. He's like, hey, it man, I've been following you around. Like, I know what your story is. You take care of my dog here. I'll, I'll get you a bed. And he's like, oh, hold on a second, Chester. This dog's rabid. It's crazy. I can't do that for you. And he's like, we'll feed it. Yeah, at least just like give it give it food when he can. It's like you don't need to take care of it. Like, well, that's what you aren't doing. Also, high price to pay for a temporary bed. Hey, man, I'll find you a bed for the night if you if you take my dog away from me. Considerable responsibility. Oh man, I'm sure Jack's a good boy. You know, sure, like that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, and then finally, verse five, he's fed up with this shit catch a cannonball now to take me down the line my bag is sinking low and I do believe it's time to get back to Miss Fanny you know she's the only one who sent me here with her regards for everyone so a cannonball is a specific model of train yeah uh, there was no real cannonball except in legend it was popularized in the song from the 1800s called the Wabash Cannonball oh it wasn't real no it was a fake one and mentioned in some blues songs of the early 1900s including the original version of C.C. Ryder of what? CC Rider. CC Rider. What is sorry? Not not Easy Rider. CC Rider. That's a song, Alex. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Is that is that okay with you? No, I need more detail. No, it's fine. Okay. Okay. Fine. Um. So yeah, catch cannonball. He's like, I'm getting a train out of here to take him down the line. That makes sense, right? Yeah, because because now he's like, well, can't find a bed. Time to go home. Yep. Now I have a dog for some reason. Because he's tired. It's time to. Yeah, get my bag to... is sinking low. He's he's tired. Yeah. And it's all very, like, futile, right? He, like, went to this place, saw everybody. Everyone's like, hey, can we have a hand? And then he just, like, left. Yeah, he's like, fuck this. I'm not talking to any more people. Yeah. So he did not get a stable. <laughs> no. Or whatever. Like He, he did not get his rack story. fixed. Didn't get his rack fixed. He might have gotten a dog. Yeah, hard um, to say for sure. Tough to say. And, uh, um, he's, he's not keeping Anna Lee company. 
No. Presumably she's not with... Uh, unless he's got a dog and a person with him. And a person with him, yeah. He's, he's basically got a family now. <laughs> he's coming back yeah. to Miss Fanny. He's like, I don't know what happened. I was just saying hi to everybody. <laughs> oh, God. A dog and a person. So, yeah, he, he goes to Nazareth for what business we don't even know originally. Because... Yeah. But he gets there, he gets bounced around from spot to spot with favors until he's just like, fuck, I gotta get out of here. And he I'm, goes back to Miss Fanny because yeah. she was the only good person in this equation. The only person who's just like, hey, say hi to some people. <laughs> yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, a, I mean, breaking it down, it's kind of a strange song and it's very like, feels very mundane, but the feeling, really, of, of listening to it, there's this very like, somber um tone of like everyone's like so sad like down on their luck you know yeah everyone's down on their luck everyone feel and again like these biblical like references make it feel heavier than it is yeah yeah that's definitely true oh yeah you're like okay whoa oh it means something it's like it's just a person you know it's just he said hey does anyone have this for me and they said no maybe i can help you in a different way or you can help me (laughs) yeah like well hey listen Take care of this for me. Everyone's being like more or less kind to each other. It's just they don't really have anything to give each other other than maybe a dog. Except except the load, my man. Except the load, yeah. More load. Put the load right on me. So it's a real interesting song. Yeah. I guess we could if we assume that Fanny knew this was gonna happen, then she's kind of a malevolent character. She's like, yeah. hey, go check on my friends. They, my won't friends. Force you to they won't force you to do weird anything. tasks. And this has nothing to do with me not wanting to go down there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it just has such like a serious feeling. But it's not really. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's honestly, it's almost just like a weird joke where it's like, hey, go do this one thing. And it turns into a hundred things. It's like, well, ain't that something. It does feel very like much almost like a parable. But I don't know what the the lesson is other than like don't help people <laughs> i think i think the lesson is is like we don't know the burdens we give to each other even though we yeah that makes way more sense another. um yeah that you can't see like it seems like a, a a normal thing to say to you know ask people or whatever or an easy mm-hmm. thing for them to do but but then it turns out but to he's be tired more. at the start you know yeah he comes in half dead yeah, it's a it's a very interesting song. Um, just to rattle off who's who's who in this song. So Luke was a, a man named Jimmy Ray Palman. Young Anna Lee was Anna Lee Williams from a town called Turkey Scratch. Uh, we all know Crazy Chester. Um, Miss Fanny is uh, based on Francis Fanny Stelloff, the founder of Gotham Bookmart in New York City, which was a center for avant-garde literature from 1920 to 2007, and she was big on challenging government censorship. And this is the store where uh, Robbie Robertson was checking out Buñuel scripts. So that's her, that's why she's in the song, I guess, because that's the spot where he kind of hit that. It's weird, because this song is in a lot of ways, I mean, I haven't seen any of the films, but it seems like a little bit of like a Buñuel fan script in the course yeah of like it really does minutes. right so i imagine there's a lot of common themes and stuff be curious to see how they compare yeah i would like to see a few of these films now knowing the how weird they sound and the the role it played in this mm-hmm. but we got to talk about the music now we Alex, do we which, do as you said kind of this weird melancholy also kind of still like bouncy like it's still uh 
like it stays up it has like a drive to it even though it is this like kind of like sad gospel tune yeah and i mean he keeps he keeps moving you know throughout the song even though whatever happens happens and he's still tired so it's still got that a bit of like lethargy to it Mm -hmm. um but but keeps moving yeah, it's like a plotting kind of march because you get that dun, 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 which is that kind of energy to it. Yeah, so the vocals on this are yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna yeah, the, yeah that intro riff. Just on agree. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we got three people on vocals here. We got Richard Manuel, Rick Danko, and Levon Helm who mm-hmm. uh, take on different verses. Yeah, does. <laughs> I don't does Levon or rather uh, does uh, Richard Manuel actually get a verse to his himself? so Helm uh, luckily the song facts went the whole way for me yeah. so I don't have to do it myself Helm takes on the first three verses Danko takes the fourth Crazy Chester Helm and Danko share the last verse catch the cannonball so yeah Richard Manuel is exclusively yeah, the back he does the vocals. backups he does the choruses um, and he's got an interesting voice because sometimes he sings like falsetto and sometimes he sings like there's like low gruff it's like it kind of sounds similar, but like it's weird. It's pretty different. Yeah, it's weird to, uh, to hear on that different difference. songs too. But anyway, uh, Richard Manuel, interesting guy. Richard Manuel, ladies and gentlemen, Richard Manuel. So yeah, you get a good, you get that cool little guitar intro, and then a couple of drum hits. You get the piano in, and we set up basically the track. Yeah, basically. I mean, you get that like really simple drum beat, and then there's that piano playing. Yeah. Um. And like that bass has yeah. a little bit of bounce to it too. It's like boom, 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 boom. Rick Danko on the bass. I'm Rick sure. Danko. He's usually that's the guy who should play bass. bass. Yeah, uh, they're all like multi instrumentalists too. So it's like <laughs> yeah, it's it was very hard to like try and yeah. put like a title it's to like, each one. Who played I was what call, on this song? Like, yeah, like Levon Helm is the drummer for the band, but he also like plays a hundred other fucking things. So. Yeah, he's like also like on mandolin sometimes, and maybe Richard Manuel is, I think, drumming sometimes. So yeah, sometimes. So it's uh, yeah, tough to say, but yeah. So we set up this this kind of cool plotting rhythm. You get Levon Helm doing his his southern voice. Um, the piano does a lot of work here, and that is Garth Hudson, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that takes us into the chorus, and it, it soars into the choruses. Yes, the da 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 like that. There's a climb up, but then there's a. Uh, it comes back down at the end. I mean, love it yeah. when that happens. Um, da, ba, 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 da, ba, that like just slow, letting us back down. But that's after yeah. the chorus, of course. That's after the chorus. Yeah, and the chorus, it's all up. It's ba, ba, da, 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 da between like lines to take a load off and it's it's just like licks and rips and uh, nice uh harmonies too on that vocal um richard manuel comes in basically just doubles all the vocals yeah it's like the clean version of punk rock like choral vocals (laughs) because you still get that kind of like it doesn't feel like i'm listening to like you know an orchestra choir or something very official this feels like some dudes on a porch right just two guys that, like, that are both singing it just quite nicely. <laughs> yeah, it's very relaxed in that vibe. Mm-hmm. And then you get everybody on the and, 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 of course. Oh, yes, that's, that's I mean, classic line, right? Yeah, like a barbershop quartet almost, except they're one shy. <laughs> yeah, um, and they probably use a different tuning system. Yeah, I would uh, imagine. But, uh, yeah, you, they just build that chord. And, and, and. and, and. 
hands, put the low, put the low right on me. Yeah, and you get that little like cannon, I guess it would be, where they're not quite synced up. Yeah. Um Yeah, I and mean that's who, such a who does the little vocalizations between chorus and verse? Um is, is that a Manuel move? Is he kind of the guy for that? I think it's Levon. Okay. He's, there's some great ones here that some people will imitate in covers sometimes. Oh, wait, the, the falsetto. Mm. Yeah, that little bit. Yeah, that might be then Manuel. On, on a later one, it's like... <laughs> I don't know, you can't hear me doing that because of Discord, but I, I want to say was right on point. I want to say Danko, but I'm not it's 100%. It's, I don't think uh, it's calls Levon. him co-lead and harmony vocals, yeah, and I think... so. It's either gets, Danko or Manuel because they're yeah. doing the harmony roles. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. I know Manuel's kind of known for his falsetto, so it could be him, but for some reason my yeah. brain is telling me Danko, but like I, I'm, I'm definitely torn. Okay, well. <laughs> it's one of them. Right. It's, it's one, one of them. them. Um, yeah, the, the following verses and things are all mostly similar. Yeah, it's like the, the build is a lot of, like it's from the, the vocals. Yeah. They go a little harder, you know. Although the, even the second verse is not that much different from the first one. Different. But there's also good, like, delivery, right? Like, I said, hey, come. And it sounds like he's telling us a story. Yeah, absolutely. That's his, like, it sounds like, yeah, that's that's how he said it, too. Yeah, he, it's, it's 100% just because like, he's almost doing voices, but he's not. Like, he's yeah. just, like, doing, it's like, it's like an audiobook. But it's a song, baby. <laughs> it's like an audiobook. <laughs> Uh, where they're just doing a little bit of voices. Um, okay, the other, one other thing. I don't think we mm-hmm. mentioned this. Not that important, but it's another element of the verses. Where the yellow is really, really, really low piano. And it's yeah. just kind of like a rumble. Well, it's less of a rumble later on. But it's like, bump, 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 bump. But, and it's actually, I believe it is the same line that the bass plays, isn't it? It's like, bump, yeah, bump, so. bump, 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 Like, it's, yeah, so you get that on the keys. It's it's a good tone on there. Yeah, cool sound. Low piano. Yeah, yeah, Love yeah. It. Love it. Um, what else happens as it goes? Right, fourth verse is Rick Danko's verse. Yeah, that's like your next big change. I said, change wait up a is, minute, Chester. I said, wait a minute, Chester. No, yeah, I'm great verse. Oh, man, yeah, that's quite a delivery. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of just like really iconic delivery on this. For you know, sure. In a yeah. song that you wouldn't necessarily think, like, were phrases that don't necessarily sound like they should be really, really memorable mm-hmm. in, in and of themselves. Like, just the way they say them, you're like, okay, I'll remember that now. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Okay, anytime they do like a quote, yeah, they really, yeah, they really, really put some uh, put some juice on it, man. Yeah. <laughs> they hit the gas. It's good. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, um, there is Hammond organ in this. I only really notice it after the Crazy Chester chorus. It's very far away. Yeah, and it's a kind of more right speaker if you're looking for it. But it is there. I definitely don't hear it before that. No, me neither. Um, and then your final chorus is notable because it is uh, a harmony. Or not your final chorus, or your final verse is notable because it features harmonies the whole way through. Yeah, everyone joins up for that last one. Very sweet. Yeah. Very cool. 
So Sweet yeah, it's interesting because cool. like the the instruments, despite having like a good liveliness and they fill the space really well, are super consistent. So a lot of this relies on vocal performances that aren't like exciting in the traditional way necessarily like we've just talked about it's all about these kind of yeah. interesting deliveries it stays laid back and they just like really like chew up some of those lines mm-hmm. and so with this final verse you get this sense of a climax nice. because you get these harmonies for the verse which we've only gotten on choruses before yeah absolutely uh the other thing so leading into that last mm-hmm. verse uh, at the end of the course there's the descending piano pattern that's it right. gets dun, played dun, 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 two dun, times. Dun, dun. That's right. It's doubled um, up on this one, and it—I don't know—it's cool. I mean, you just like—it's like this one's important, potentially, or like this is the end, kind of, you know? Yeah, it like it gears you up for it somehow. Yeah, it's interesting. Cool move. Yeah, almost like the like that's the bag sinking low or something. Like maybe after each chorus, that is just like, well, this this interaction has taken its toll. Bum, bum, right, bum, that's bum, picking bum, up the bag bum, and moving dun, dun. on. But he has yeah. to kind of shift it on his shoulder twice. Uh, yeah, he's, he's like, tired. well, fuck, I got to shift it to this shoulder. And he's like, oh wait, this is the shoulder yeah. that's bad. I had yeah. actually shifted. <laughs> it's like, fuck, I got to get out of here. It's like takes him that much longer to get going to the next thing. Yeah, which is now and going then, home because he's very tired. Exactly, and you hit your final chorus here, uh, big and and, and then you do that final descent, doom, and that <laughs> that big like high falsetto humming at the end. Yeah, let me see if I can listen to that. And it's got to be Richard Manuel. Nothing else makes sense. Nothing else makes any sense. I believe it, Alex. Yeah, and that's it. That's it's actually it. fairly simple, like you just said. It, yeah, it's it's unusual because in my head the song's quite weighty, and so I'm like, there must be a lot going on here, but it's a like not that much. Things. Maybe there, maybe it's it's, yeah, it's obviously really like technical skill from these guys because like the way the piano does all of these like very natural licks, just even like the tightness of the the bass and stuff, like it's it's clear these guys know what they're doing. They're the band, man. Yeah, I mean they can put the weight into the weight, you know. It's fucking a, they can. <laughs> um, but so can a few of our cover versions today, Alex, which we're going to talk about. Yeah, right now, right now. Starting, there's, there's no music video. That's right. Now, hang on. We've got Aretha Franklin listed as 1969 here, but she her version actually I think came out 68. Oh, we can talk about that one first. Yeah, fuck it. We'll do that one first. Let's go. Uh, Aretha Franklin, Yeah. Featuring Dwayne Allman of the Allman Brothers yep. on slide guitar. Yep. Playing it with an empty bottle of decongestant pills, I'm told. Decongestant pills? Well, I guess, I mean, if it's a glass bottle, I'm thinking like something like plastic. No. No, it's <laughs> probably glass. Like the modern ladies are the shit yeah. plastic bottle. Uh, there's probably like cotton in there. and Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Dwayne yeah, Allman's yeah. on this track. He's, I mean... From the Allman Brothers, uh, you know, he's, a, he's also a very talented player. Um, yes. Born a rambling man, I'm told. Yeah. So that's, that's big uh, for this that's song. That's big. Um, Aretha Franklin, all, uh, we just talked about her we like just talked last about Aretha week, Franklin. two weeks ago. This is classic Aretha. That was um, like within the last decade. This is yeah. 1968. 
eight. So yeah, this is young Aretha. Yeah. My God, what a difference! She, I mean, she's good. She was good when we talked about her. Yeah, nothing compares to you, but like, she like, she's yeah, on she really, for this really one. kicks it. Um, this is so much higher energy. Yes. Um. Yeah, and that slide guitar. Oh yeah, yeah this intro stuff. fucking slick. Intro. Dude. I mean, there's all that, and then as it gets going. You know, she's obviously a higher energy uh, when she's singing this song compared to the original. Um, and then it comes in and like with these, like, like more band, right? Yeah. <laughs> like full she's... backup singers and like horns. Yeah. And a bass that while basically doing what the original does, does it with such a groove on it. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It's, it's very lively. Yeah, I mean, like, funky bass line, slide guitar, these backup singers going, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah, and yeah, you get these back. she fucking basically blows out the microphone every time she does the chorus here. She's, like, pushing the strain yes. of 1960s recording technology. Oh, yeah, it's, like, really, it's, like, it's peaking it, you know? It's peaking. Yeah. Um, I almost feel like the technology just hadn't caught up to Aretha, like she to needed, Aretha, yeah. she needed the technology to improve before it could capture it. Um, yeah, they had her on the other yeah. side of the room doing these vocals, and it was still peaking. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just can't contain her. Yeah, but yeah, she really goes, man. Yeah. Um, um and this this still works because it's like obviously it's got a more bluesy funk bass, but this song, which is ultimately about just like going through some shit while you're <laughs> you're ostensibly on vacation maybe even or just like traveling is like that's a good blues Rambling, song like man. i went to nazareth some shit happened yeah uh yeah i guess it has more yeah more of that blues feeling to it mm-hmm. obviously because that slide guitar slide guitar yeah. but of course you also i guess like that like that funk comes in with the brass too yeah and like they, I mean, they do some cool stuff with the horns. They come in pretty early on, like second verse, um, yes. and just like stick around. They also they do the build at the end mm. of the chorus, right? They build. That's the chord. right, yeah. So I mean, the horns very powerful way to build a chord. Yes. <laughs> um, pretty similar. It's short. It's under three minutes. Uh, she skips a verse, the crazy Chester verse, and goes right into. Uh, catch me a cannonball yeah a couple people skip the crazy chester verse although i one i think is by accident by accident yeah i think uh joe cocker live just he repeats the loop he does yeah yeah he probably fucked it up um but uh it's also it's like the other verse done by it's the the danko verse yeah it's the danko verse (laughs) and it's Sorry. What a great name. <laughs> oh man. Uh wonder what those movies would be like. <laughs> the Tankovers. The <laughs> uh, that's good. I like that. Um yeah, but I wonder about that verse, because it's yeah, do people just find it extraneous? Is it just hammering too much of the same point? Is it just the weirdest one because nobody knows what fixing a rack is or why <laughs> yeah. he's a peaceful man? I thought like, it was raft for the longest time. I'm like, yeah, we're going down the river. <laughs> going down the road yeah i heard both like i I always heard it like i will fetch a ride or i will fetch a raft yeah something something that'll help keep him moving but it's actually the opposite yeah it's a place for him to lay down yeah anyway um yeah maybe it's just the easiest one where you don't have to like talk about (laughs) see i was gonna say then you have to talk about like 
animal cru- potential animal cruelty or like abandoning yeah. a dog but then it's like we just got out of a suicide verse man like <laughs> yeah we just got about luke like like maybe killing that's himself. pretty heavy right <laughs> yeah yeah we just got away from judgment day and it's yeah. like well maybe the dog's too much <laughs> maybe it is that verse four is the least biblical so it just kind of seemed because like chester not True. a biblical name jack chester. not a biblical oh. name Thanks. Racks not featured in the Bible. <laughs> racks, zero racks in the Bible. <laughs> zero racks in the Bible. That's all. That's all just fanfic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe. And then, I don't know. It's it is a bit weird, but I guess it. You, so you got to cut something, right? Yeah, maybe it just makes the most. But it's sense. interesting because like Crazy Chester is like the end of the finding a bed line where somebody's finally like, True. I give it's you. Like a I bed. have a bed for you. But the price is too high, and it's like, well, yeah. I got to get the fuck out of town then. Yeah, I guess that proves he doesn't have a dog. Yeah, I think. No, I don't fucking know. makes sense. Do uh, they let dogs on trains back then? I don't know. Honestly, I assumed, kind of assumed, he was just like hitching, like a uh, like hobo. What's the word? Riding the I rail car, would it? Riding like, the rails, yeah. Oh, you know, you like, see, he catches the cannibal. That makes sense because his yeah. bag. You're right. He could be. He, could he might not. Be, there. He might not have a ticket. Is what I'm saying to the train. Yeah, you, you know what? You raise a very good point. Yeah, <laughs> he, he may not have a ticket. Like he's already not following the rules. Might as well bring a dog with you, right? I might as well bring a dog. Yeah, uh, but no, That's, I don't think I he has do, a dog. I do wish there was a the wait too, where we hear about his new life with Anna Lee. <laughs> yeah, I think Jack we need we need a prequel, uh, and we yeah. need a sequel. Uh, we need to know I, what led to yeah. this. We need to know what happens to Anna Lee. What happens to Jack the dog? And that's the Dankoverse. That's the Dankoverse. <laughs> yeah, I think the prequel needs to be like a like a short film, and then the sequel needs to be a, a, like a PlayStation One era video. <laughs> PlayStation One, yeah, yeah, and then the sequel to that will be a novel. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 With pictures from the movie in the middle. <laughs> pictures from the movie right in the middle. Even though the movie is... <laughs> is from the prequel. Is a prequel, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. Perfect. Uh, now it's that a most good of version. Dead, we it's really, a good we version. We really have a chance to make yeah, this. We, we can get the rights, probably. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this Aretha version rips. I can understand why it charted the highest. Yeah. It's got a great energy behind it. Um, the, the backing ladies say some sassy stuff. They're like, uh, you said it, girl, at one point. Yeah, she... Um, I mean, she chose to... Uh, so... Pip, she says, like, do you know where a girl might find a bed? And it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, minor change. Um, but, here's the yeah. thing. Here's what she does. That's not a bad lyrical change. Take a load off Annie. Take a load for free. Take a load off Annie. And 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 you put the weight on me. Right. She actually says the name of the song. I forgot yeah. that. Put the weight on me. So it's like the weights now in the song, which is like. <laughs> The weight sounds better as a title, I think, than the load. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's probably right. a good a good song name, but yeah, it does make, make but sense. But the weight two is gonna be subtitled The Load. The weight two the load. <laughs> share the load. All right. Um, share, yeah, that's that's I was trying to fit a share the load reference into the the intro. I couldn't do it. Huh. Well I just said it without actually having any context, so that's probably the best way to do it. There's enough yeah. people who like to share the load that it'll it'll take off. Yeah. Sometimes there's signs. I don't, I only saw them. I think in like Calgary downtown, but they'd say share the road. I mean, got like a picture <laughs> of a car and a, and a bike and a bike. Yep, every, I've seen those. Every time I pass by, when I was like, oh, share the road. <laughs> like I'm Samwise Gamgee. Like Samwise. Um, Alex, we got to talk about we not do. Middle Earth, 
but uh, musicians from the mid-century, 1969. I don't know. There it's you a bad go. Segue, there you go. Al Cooper, Al Cooper and Michael Bloomfield. Michael Bloomfield. Field Feld. I I uh, sometimes say Feld, but it's probably Field. Um, yeah, I do. I because like Feld typically just doesn't have an eye like it's Field in it. Yeah, I'm gonna say Field. It could be Bloomfeld. I just wanted to cover my bases. Um, hey. Why does it say Michael's wrong here? Mike, shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my document um, so is like Al it's Cooper. Mike Bloomfield. Although I think he mostly goes as Mike Bloomfield. Um, anyway, sorry. Okay. Yes, that's so Al Cooper. That's Al Cooper with a K, not okay. Al Cooper with a C, and not Alice Cooper. Yeah, we're not that close with him to call him Al, <laughs> um, though I am that close with Paul Simon. Uh, so Al Cooper is retired. So it's, this is my thing, Alex, because I just made a dumb joke. But is it you can call me Al because that is like a pretend nickname for Paul? No, supposedly <laughs> um, there's a story. There is a story. Uh, he like yes. met a guy at a function and the guy called him Al by he like misheard his name. He called his oh, wife okay. or it was either an accent and he said his name like Al instead of Paul or he right. misheard. Um, so he said so he was calling him and his wife. Al and Betty Al and instead Betty. of like Paul and Peggy, I think. Okay. I don't remember That's what funny. her name was. We should talk about that song someday. Not this yeah. week though. Um Al Cooper's retired songwriter, record producer, and musician who organized the the band Blood, yeah, Sweat, Blood and Tears, Sweat and Tears. But never really stuck around with them. He just kinda like set them up and said, And God he's speed. like, go play some far out exciting jazz. Jazz, exactly. <laughs> that was the goal. <laughs> he played organ on Like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan, yeah. French horn and piano, and you can't always get what you want. In fact, by both the both of Stones. these guys played on um like a Rolling Stone. Yeah. Uh, Michael played uh, on kind of the album in general, on Highway 61 Revisited, mm-hmm. not just like a Rolling Stone. But uh, also, Al Cooper recorded Leonard Skinner's first three albums as a producer. So, yeah, he's done a ton of stuff. Yeah. And Mike Bloomfield, American guitarist, composer, played on Highway 61 Revisited, number 22 on Rolling Stone's 100 Greatest Guitarists of All Time in 2003. He was bumped down to number 42 in 2011. These are some kind of big names. Yeah. Yeah, and just like hanging out, doing version. stuff together. Yeah, hanging out. On stage, uh, and people pay yeah. to see them. On stage. So performing. People, yeah, so this is a live version. It is an instrumental version. Uh, pretty good. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, the, the a lot of the melodies um, are there, so they're pretty strong, you know? Yeah. Um, and then because they're sort of the, like keyboardist and the guitar player they play off each other pretty well um and it's yeah. got a really like heavy separation between like the verse and the chorus sections yeah because those chorus they just go full yeah, black they just like rip into them like the the organ just yeah the drums start just crashing it's awesome um and just like the the verse sounds like it could be played in a church like people are filling in and you just they go super soft on the verse um and then just like super intense on the chorus yeah just just going for the drums doing rolls the organs just screaming um good tones on everything it's pretty fucking good yeah um they do some like switches ups near the end like the third verse is uh on the guitar with almost no organ actually it's just the guitar and the drums and the bass um and then I mean, actually, after the first, so the first chorus is like heavy, heavy organ. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, they both play it. 
but the organ's just yeah. like so heavy that like they do separate it in like your ears but the organ's just so heavy it's hard to focus on anything else yeah it takes up a lot of space there so it is cool to see that the guitar gets a verse to really spread out and yeah. show what Michael Bloomfield's all about. Yeah. Um, and then also the third, the third chorus also gets um, uh, guitar focus as well, sort of right at the end. And yeah. it's very like bluesy. Like you get that real. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's doing, it's doing its thing. This one, they swing it a bit, right? So they give it yeah. a bit more of that, uh, I guess bluesy feel. Um, that's what they're doing, man. Yeah, you get like some almost soloing from the guitar a little later. Uh, like, yeah. Which part is that? I'm trying to. I should have time stamped it. Yeah, but I uh, forgot to write it down. Um, it's not in the wind down here. It must be around like two forty-five ish. He does some real like. Okay. Yeah, he actually, does even some before stuff. that, I'm at like, I mean, like his, his like final chorus starts. is is a bit like a guitar solo anyway. Even though he's doing the melody, you know. From yeah, before. it starts out about like two twenty ish. It's pretty oh, yeah, normal, and then it like it develops into a solo more than it is just like playing the melody. Right. Yeah, I guess it's well. Isn't that the the verse? Yeah, the verse. So he starts verse-ish, but oh, then like okay. two thirty six, he's he's just playing fucking he's, like, licks going and riffs. Out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, it definitely like grows and changes before it gets into that um, last yeah. chorus. And then they, uh, what are they like? Right at the end, they just kind of like immediately after the third chorus, it just kind of like dies down and like softly plays this out. Yeah, real easy. Yeah, so interesting uh, instrumental version, but pretty yeah. cool. Pretty cool, yeah. It stands on its own, I think. It's got good energy. Now, Alex, next I have Velvet Night listed, 1970. Jake the load off Annie. Jake the load for free. Jake the load off Annie. Jake the load for free. Yeah, for some reason I did not put them in order. I don't know why that is. Okay, all right. I'm going to change the text now. No sweat. But yeah, so next is Velvet Knight. Um, This is a New York psych folk rock band. Yeah, they didn't do much. They did this album in 1970. Yeah, which is a lot of covers. A lot of covers. Um, I I was reading like excerpts from a review, which was not really a a fan (laughs) Mm. of this. Um, Particularly this version. Now, what's a little interesting about it is this is not their normal singer, which sounds weird to say, considering no one really knows this band, myself yeah. included. Um, but Lynn Bacchimini okay, sure. is their normal vocalist, who you can hear on backups because it's like the female vocals. Uh, okay, but this is just... Yeah. Oh, I mean, the the... V- wording of this review is whichever male members trying to do the lead vocals on this song and like so i don't know who sings this um, right it's one of the male members of the group it's one of the male members okay um yeah this version is weird because it starts out like haunted mansion music <laughs> it's like so dramatic but yeah it has that it, it's almost like spacey synthy stuff right like, yeah like that kind of stuff. Almost. I can but definitely yeah, understand ha- the music. psych 
vibe in the title. Like, oh, these are psychedelic guys for sure because they're just opening with for, some weirdo energy for part of it. Yeah, it, it um, goes very traditional, like country. Once you get the dude's vocals in, yeah. Well, it he has an interesting voice as well. It's very like it feels very dramatic the way they have yeah they've done it, uh, which is an interesting choice. Um, but I did feel like they added some like I said they added a bunch of blues like soul feel, which it already kind of had. Let me it already kind of has, but it's it's um, put through a a weird filter. Yeah, and I'm trying don't I'm trying to describe it. The way he like sings, let's take a walk, a walk down. Like they, he adds some let's of these like walk, walk. Yeah, it's very yeah, it is almost theatrical, extra like syllables and stuff. And he's really like chewing it up, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. They kind of change the riff post chorus. Um, I don't think it's as interesting. They do this like yeah. and it what's this break from again this weird like kind of tense like spooky setup this dun 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 which I believe comes back right yeah yeah they bring it back a little bit they do their like little weird I guess middle eight or or bridge section. Where they go, take a load off any, take a load for free. Like, just repeat that for a while. Yeah, that, they get spooky again. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's odd. Uh, and I think, I feel like that bit, at least, goes on, like, too long. And this is, this version's five minutes long, so. Five longer minutes than long, the so, yeah. It is a little, yeah, a little loaded with some, some weirdo stuff. Um, in the first verse here, hang on. Okay, listen yeah. to it. Yeah, he. Gr- this is even weirder. <laughs> it's weird. So weird. The the guy <laughs> grins and shakes my hand. I know is what he said. <laughs> Again, that's the psych right there, man. He already knows. Uh, that's your psychological horror. Bed. I do. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Okay, or like, I out? know you need a bed. <laughs> like oh, I'm no, looking for a bed, question. and he's like, hey, it's not the question, right? It doesn't make sense. Where can a man find a bed? I guess maybe it is one of those. He's like, well, I'm a man, and I know where to find my bed. I do know. But it's, it's a weird... There is, like, we're going to see in a few of these later versions, people love to chew up the the vocals. Yeah, which, I mean, we talked about them chewing them up a bit, but they were very conservative about it. Yeah. The original. Um, whereas it was kind of like they stayed down low for most of it, and then sometimes you know so you got that it was a little more dynamic uh whereas this one i don't want to say it's not dynamic (laughs) Um, he's trying to find something yeah he's (laughs) He's like swinging he's definitely swinging um i it's a bit like almost like syrupy like it's it's just like too over dramatic overblown a bit I think. Yeah, you can tell he's not whatever he's pretending to be. Yeah, he's but he's trying real hard. Yeah. Um I would even compare it a bit. I mean, I think we're both now comparing it a bit to a later version. Probably the same one, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Um yeah, I don't have much else to say about this one. It's kind of yeah, like we weird the- and they definitely try to put their own spin on it, but I it wasn't it's not super super successful. Yeah, I wonder if these guys had went on if Velvet Knight had had their velvet day in the sun they would have become something kind of interesting but as it stands it's just like a weird take 
Yeah, bonus it's not song. terribly hard to see why this didn't go further, but it'd be interesting if they had what uh, what they would have grown into. Yeah. Yeah, weird-ass version. Um, Here's something a little more straightforward. The band with the staples in 1976. <sighs> the band is back. Take a load off Fanny. Take a load for free. Take a load off Fanny. And you- They're back. Um, yeah, this is kind of from the last waltz um it's the yeah, last weird. waltz suite so it wasn't mm-hmm. in the show because it the last waltz is a, you know primarily it was a, a live, live concert um, with a, a thanksgiving show yeah, as i recall so they were, people were actually having thanksgiving dinner yeah. in this massive venue and then the bands up here uh, someone i was reading someone's anecdote about it and they were like tickets were like $35 and that was expensive back then or something Fuck, like that. Man. Um but the show is incredible. Like look at the the if you're not familiar with the last walls, just like the the people they get bring out. I mean, they bring Ronnie Hawkins, uh, who they started with, and like yeah. Dr. John's there, the Paul Butterfield Blues Band is there, Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters um, is Eric there. Clapton later on, Neil Renowned Young, Joni Mitchell. Clapton, yeah. Neil Young, <laughs> Joni <laughs> Mitchell, Neil Diamond, Van Morrison. Van Morrison. Bob Dylan comes out and does like a set of yeah. like four or five songs um and then there's a bunch of this like last waltz sweet stuff which is yeah um kind of like from well because the show itself was recorded in 76 and the film wasn't released till 78 they did some more recording between then uh, okay. and then that ended up getting put in the getting put in the film as well right uh, so directed by get... martin scorsese as we yes. already kind of mentioned um yeah robbie robertson big friend yeah so just friend of old marty wild yeah big fan of the last waltz there's a lot of good stuff on yeah. there. yeah and so the staples are of course the full staples like family band so the staple sisters naturally were pretty big yeah we talked then, about the staples singers a while back for yeah. uncloudy day yeah that would have been when yeah. they came up um, they were, I think, what we treated as the original, but it's, you know, like a classic. It's, yeah, one of the earliest recorded like versions. Early Americana, but it was an early version of it. Um, um, yeah. yeah, the Staples also had a cover of The Weight on their own. Yes, from earlier, and then they joined the band for this one, which they yes. recorded on something like Soundstage and, and filmed it as well. So there is a... A video version of this. There is a video. Now, I is the balancing... I think it's the same performance, but is the audio so. balancing different in the video than it is in the the album version here? I didn't really listen for that. Uh, it is the same, though. There's, like, a lot of very, very similar things. But they might have changed... Because yeah. it just, like, certain things... Like, the vocals seem a bit louder. The instruments seem a bit quieter. Yeah, it could be. I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. But there's definitely, like, some things in the background that are like the same and like all the delivery is the same yeah for sure it is yeah just like tonally it sounds a little different to yeah me, but that's gotta that's gotta be that i wouldn't be surprised um yeah you know mixed for mixed for stereos versus mixed for uh the theater kind of thing yeah yeah so we talked already about how the vocals are kind of the big driving force on this so what yeah. better way to to amp it up than getting the staple sisters on there yeah so. more vocalists so you get i i assume mavis staples i i don't yeah that's know my which, guess because which the is which but she's like whose name i know mavis and pops are like the two 
that have Wikipedia pages. Oh, okay. Um, Pops does. Uh, he the does loop the other. Verse, I believe. Yeah. So it's those two. Um, they each get a verse, and then Levon does the first verse, and then Rick Danko still does his crazy Chester verse. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah, really cool. And that also because there's now so many voices builds out the um the harmonies so much. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, you want to talk about like they like the the staples really take the like those bonus vocalizations at the end of verses and stuff or the end of choruses and really just go all the way with it. Yeah, absolutely. Um what else is different about this one? The the instrumentation feels a little richer. Um mm. so we've talked about the band before and in some contexts where we're like trying to analyze what they're doing and it just sounds like everyone's just kind of noodling separately but together and this has more of that sound than the original version because there's like more piano going on and it's kind of doing these little things and um it's got a real like rich sound to it but everything's just more dense you know there's more organ later on so i can hear actually hear the organ now uh the piano's got more of like this rumble sound at the end of the chorus um yeah and then so the vocals are like building the chord and like the piano is almost acting as like a drum roll kind of mm-hmm. like that's what it feels like um and then plays way more after the chorus as well there's a lot more piano on this one and it doesn't do that yes, like downward is. riff it kind of does something sort of based off it but it's like more complex yeah well if you look in this video and you see his fucking like <laughs> thunderdome of different keys yeah and there's like two keyboardists right yeah <laughs> trying to find a good shot of his his thunderdome <laughs> Um, I had one that was okay. It was around, uh, shit, I lost it. Hang on, let me pull up the very good. Hang on, hang on. Um, around, like, 240? You can see it in the back there. Okay. Oh, Blind yeah. Man's playing fretless bass. Yeah. Yeah, just, just rocking that fretless. Um, this one just rips. It's very good. It's possibly yeah. even better than the real. Like you said, like things are richer. This is basically a, a studio recording, but eight years later with better equipment. Yeah, that helps. You've got the staple family singers on the track. Um, yeah, got a lot of great singers. And I think part of it, like it's, it's a personal story. Right, it's mm-hmm. about one person, but part of the song is it's very communal because it's about going to a, like a community and meeting these people. So hearing yeah. from different voices in the song it does add to it, I think. Yeah, um, if we again take yeah. on this idea of like an audio book, like you're just at getting some extra performers there, and right. that makes for a better red Doing story. The voices, yeah. So yeah, it's just really cool. There's like you said, more of that ad libbing. I like when pop pops. Staples says, yeah, yeah. sing, y'all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and then, like, right at the very, very end, you can hear, um, I think, Mavis whisper, beautiful. Beautiful, that's right. Yeah, yeah I only I'm caught like, yeah. that this time. It's a good take. It's a good take. Good take. I it's didn't great. notice it till like, the other day. And I've been listening yeah. to this version for, like, a decade, so. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, ripping. It's a classic. Love it. Love it. Let's talk about another live performance, though. Joe Cocker. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, released Joe in 1995. Uh, this is from uh, a much earlier yeah. show from, that was in. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I had the date somewhere, I swear, but I can't find is it. Is it not in the, in the track type? Live at the Fillmore, Fillmore East, 1970. There you go, 1970. So we're still... Yeah, we're roughly on track. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Um, I've ever. seen Joe Cocker live before. Yeah, he opened for. Was it Tom Petty? For Tom Petty, that's right. Yeah, how was how was that? How'd you like it? I didn't care for it at the time. Yeah. I don't think I just appreciated Joe Cocker enough. I definitely was a bit against Joe Cocker only because I was a bit of a Beatles elitist, and I was like, mm. his version of "With a Little Help from My Friends" isn't that good. Why does everyone say it's like better it's than the great. original? I'm like, fuck that fuck guy, that man. Yeah, and like, I don't have anything against Joe Cocker, uh, but I thought I did for a while, so I don't really know much Joe Cocker. But he's, yeah, me neither. You know, he was around for a long time. He passed away a couple years ago. Um, uh, yeah, like almost ten. <laughs> was it twenty fourteen or something like that? <laughs> yeah, it was twenty fourteen because I like I checked. I was like, how soon after I saw him did he die? And it was like about four years after. Yeah, yeah, twenty fourteen, right before yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's gonna be my move if I ever forget to get people Christmas presents. <laughs> like fuck, I'm out. Die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, write a card ahead of time. Uh, <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> sorry, bro. I was gonna get you a gift. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> Like, did he plan this? Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so this is a live version. And we, I think this is the version we're talking about where it's a dude chewing up some vocals. Oh, yeah. Right? He, like, he goes like 100% from square one. Yeah. Um, maybe the music doesn't, um, but like, he's going hard the whole time. And that's kind of his style. You know, he's kind of a maximalist, at least for sure. Yeah. And also, from what I know, which is pretty limited. Yeah, because it's like he starts at 100 and gets to 200 by the end of the song somehow. Yeah. Because he just starts getting so loose with it. It's, <laughs> twice, too. Because like, like we yeah, said, he, he like fucks it up. Well, we think he fucks it up. Um, that's what it sounds like, is he was going to do a different verse, and he just did the Luke verse again. Yeah, and he was like, um, oh. Which kind of sucks, because you don't get the cannonball verse, which is sort of important for the story yeah. but it's a live one sometimes things happen you know i, I respect that he he pulled it off um, exactly you got to keep going at a certain yeah. point um and obviously you know he's a big performer and he does a good job and his voice is like it's so like rough and bluesy yes. which is i think how it's described in I, gritty bluesy voice there we go that's yes, what wikipedia I, says i think it's so funny if you like hear him and then at the end he's like oh yes thank you for coming out you're like what the fuck he's british like, yeah <laughs> and like i could like he says something after that and it's just nonsense like i know he's, i've got some new friends here so he's a talent somebody's like oh yeah. it's a talented lady he's like he's a talented lady indeed <laughs> okay because like the last thing he said i could not understand and so i'm like come in say it's me 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 i'm like okay all right joe okay um yeah, what else happens? Um, you got it's kind a big of like arrangement. jangly electric guitar on. It has this. horns. It has that jangly electric guitar. It has horns for sure. Uh, yeah. And then there's a, is a piano. Big, big backup singers, mostly on the chorus. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is just not really like a down part. It always sounds like his vocal cords are just like shooting out of his mouth. Yeah, because he's going so hard. Um, but yeah. Um, the second verse changes up the style a bit. It makes the it's like very choppy in the way the guitar is played. Oh yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. You get some of that in the the crazy Chester verse as well. Some like big rhythm stings on the guitar. I guess yeah, it sticks sticks in there a little bit. Um, the other thing they do, they they like fake out the ending, right? They're like, this is the end of they the song. They do, yeah. It's like we're gonna do the the Luke verse again. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, they kind of like really build into it, and then fuck it up, but it still works. Still works great. Um, it's yeah. He he didn't like stop. He didn't uh he didn't try and do it from the beginning again. He's just yeah. like keep it going. Although if he had done it from the beginning again, this is a recording, so he could have. He could have. He could do whatever he wants. Uh, he could have tricked us and not just just not played the first one. Um, mm-hmm. and then the end, like the end's just. I say it's the biggest part yet. It's hard to tell because it's very big throughout. Um, but it does yeah. like another like breakdown and does like some messing around at the end. Yeah. As he does his like sort of ad-libbing but not really but he's just like put a load on me put a load on oh, me oh yeah because we break down he's like, put a load on me he just wants that load put man. a load on me we still, we still have another one to talk about man don't, don't kill yourself <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm gonna fucking lose my voice uh, um, and then yeah like a just big big like live rock finish yeah, so it ends up becoming this kind of like hybrid of like the last waltz version and the uh, the Aretha Franklin, but and even some Velvet through. Knight in there. Yeah, even a little just because he's a weirdo. Yeah, because he's a weirdo. Although this probably came first. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, roughly around the same um, time, nineteen seventy. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, decent version. Um, yeah, I'm not I have a weird relationship to, to with Joe Cocker, uh, so yeah. I'm like still a little lukewarm on it. But he's very. I know, part of me is like so. write an original song, you fucking. <laughs> I know, right? Like, <laughs> I'm like, what are popular Joe Cocker songs? I'm like, oh, this one from the '80s that I've never heard, but it's not a cover. We are the world is in there. We are the world, yeah. Unchain my heart, up where we belong. <laughs> and then that with, with a little help from my friends, but yeah, that friends. was all. That was it. Before you know, he was all, he did so many covers, and I was like, I, "Why? Why do I listen to this guy? Why should I listen?" To yeah, I was like, "Why would I listen to some guy who doesn't write his own stuff?" Who who listens um, to cover song? Um, yeah. oh, what a stupid thing to do! Some dumb thing. Yeah. Uh, but tell you what, Alex, what else is dumb? Uh, typically vocal trios, but we're gonna talk about so Lala anyway in 2017. Take a load off, Take a load for free. There's some strange things going on uh, in this one, uh, but we'll get to that. So yeah, they're um, a vocal trio from Sweden who apparently are... love to put a Latin groove on anything. On anything? Anything, Alex. Do they put a Latin groove on this? I don't think so. I don't think so. They have literal shakers in the music video. Like, and by they shakers, do. I mean like spice jars. Yeah, like salt or like rice in jars of some kind. Yeah, rice in jars or some shit. Or just candles they fucked up. Um, yeah, but they're a vocal group. Uh, allegedly, just like some some friends who decided yeah, they like singing. Three plucky Swedes. Um, and they definitely go vocal focus, but they do have some percussion in there. Obviously, mm-hmm. in the video, although. We'll talk about this more later, but I don't think the video and this are the same recording. I agree. Um, good, because uh, I agree with you. I think that's I think the only thing to say about the video. They're sitting at a kitchen table. They shake some kitchen objects for the rhythm. I think the there's end, a little it's, it's cool. more to say about it, and what that is is that it's better. It's a better version, you think, than the, the recorded one. Yeah, I do. 
Um, okay, I kind of skipped it because I was just like, eh, it's basically the same. <laughs> and like, yeah. I like scrolled through the video. I was like, they're just sitting at the table. Like, I don't I, need to watch. I don't think this. it's we amazing, think it's but I think there's like some weird bad decisions they make in in the recording that aren't present in the video. Okay, and well, there's um, pretty simple yeah. elements. So, what are those bad decisions? Yeah, basically, okay. So we already talked about how Joe Cocker just like goes hard the whole time. Yes, they do it in this one too. Um, right in the rec- in the audio only version. And they're like mm. overloading these mics, and it doesn't sound very good. I think um, they're just like it's like too forceful. Mm. That's what I thought. Um, and like it's just so loud throughout. Um, it makes more sense in the final verse because there's like more of them singing, but like it's just I don't know. Um, and then on the on the video version, they had mm-hmm. to feels like they had to pull it back a bit and they're not overloading the mic so i'm like yeah that sounds better in my my opinion okay they're just not like going so hard it's like we start a little bit more subtle and we're not just like shouting the entire time yeah so i thought it was i thought it was stronger and like not weirdly shouty and it it makes more sense for them like it's still a little hard at the end like i they still kind of get there, but like most of the song refrains from that, and I think it's stronger because of it. Okay, interesting. I don't notice the the peaking on mics too much early on. They don't seem that loud off the I bat just to me. Thought he was like going really hard early on. Now the 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 overloading isn't there, but I just feel like they he has to ease off a bit in the in the video because they're just like in a room or whatever. Right. Uh, yeah, he is going a bit harder in general. And yeah. I can see how, like you're saying, he starts too high and then continues to go up. The yeah. Joe Cocker problem, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. But without, I don't know, that's just like really intense voice that you can't argue with because it's too gritty. Yeah, and a, and a massive band to back that intensity up. Yeah. Um, yeah but like, I feel like the harmonies are decent. Um, but yeah, not- I think even just the decision to have percussion in there saves this version a lot. Yeah. Oh, it actually, it, it does, funny you should mention that, because another thing that happens in the video is they definitely speed up, like, quite a mm. bit, <laughs> uh, from the start <laughs> to the end, because they're doing the percu- they're doing the, the rhythm themselves without a click. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I thought that was something Now, note. what did you think about them randomly throwing in Yellow Brick Road musically into this? Is that what that is? Okay. I was like, I know this. I fucking know this. Beyond the Yellow Brick Road. Okay, I couldn't. Yes, all right. I was like, "Fuck, what is this from? What is this from?" I'm glad you uh, could pinpoint it. Listen, I don't know "Leave On" by Elton John, (laughs) but you know, "Goodbye Yellow Brick Brick Road." Road. (laughs) Oh, that's it. Yeah, Um, that's what I thought of. It was "Fuck, what is this?" But uh, I mean, other than that, it's that weird thing acapella bands do sometimes, where they just take a random other song and stick it in. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I was relieved that it didn't then become Yellow Brick Road. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what that is. Fuck. But yeah, does that plus this song up? Does that make it any better? <laughs> does it make it better? Uh, I don't know. I guess it keeps it interesting because yeah. you're not expecting it. Not expecting. It is weird. I mean, I guess it's part of their like descending thing and part of their harmonies. Although, I don't know, I just really like the way they do the harmonies on the original. And this is much more of that, like, polished, like, acapella style, close harmony Yeah, thing. for sure. I think in terms so. of, like, acapella we usually talk about, we usually talk about college groups and they can't yeah. always necessarily sing. These guys, I think, actually have solid vocals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I'd somewhat lacking in finesse, in my opinion, until you get to the other version. Sure, I'll believe that. But Alex. but the tone is, is is fine. But hey, they do it. They fucking they get her done out. Yeah, they shake some jars. Um, they shake some jars. And that's this version, man. That's Solala. Solala. Um, also, do they get organ in the, the they audio do. version? They do. In the last verse, they get um, yeah. Oh, yeah, the cannonball they sure verse. Do. They add organ. Well, there you go. A couple little differences there. Let's break it down into our final verdicts, though, here, Alex. We got yeah. uh, three categories today. The best version. The worst version. And the version that should become the municipal anthem for Nazareth, Pennsylvania. For Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. That's okay. right, baby. Uh, Alex, what's the worst version of this? What is the worst version of this? Okay. It's Salala. Mm. Yeah, I think. Um, looks fine. It sounds nice. Um, but particularly because I, I think they just go too hard and don't have the the chutzpah to back it up. Um, Get him, Alex. Yeah, take that, Solala. <laughs> um, um, I think that's a solid pick, yeah. Yeah. Because it's either them or Velvet Knight, right? Right. Unless you and really don't like Joe Cocker. I guess. It's, I, I don't know, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm not going to give it to Joe Cocker, obviously. No, I gave it to Solala. Not. So, Lala, good choice. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to ease up on my, my vocal group hate this week just because they did try a few things there, which I think puts them a cut above other vocal groups. Well, I mean, if it had been the video version, I would have given them higher grades for sure. Oh, oh shit, Alex. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it to Velvet Knight, who I think just comes at this one weird. <laughs> so weird. And, it, and stays weird, and unfortunately not like a good weird. But hey, maybe they should get back together, you know? We need somebody Try to record something. the weight to the load, so these yeah. guys could be it. Could be Velvet Knight. Could be Velvet Knight. Or whoever Knight. did it, because this was in a movie, right? And some group had to record it for the soundtrack. It was in soundtrack. Easy Rider, yeah. and then since it wasn't licensed properly, I guess, for the soundtrack version, they had to get the band get Smith to record it. Smith, yeah, so you get them too. <laughs> They're <laughs> apparently go. willing to do that. Uh, anyway, sorry. Alex, best version. Best version. I really like the last waltz version. Probably I mean, yeah, give it to the last waltz. It's the last waltz, it's isn't the last it? Waltz. Ah, it's so good. It's so good. Aretha Franklin's fucking killer, though. But. Also killer, but like the last waltz, you know, you get the band, you get the staple singers, you got just the band like firing on all cylinders, you know? Yes. Yeah. And everyone else as well. And it is beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And you got Martin Scorsese, you know, directing everything behind the scenes. Come on, it's a classic. It's a classic. Classic. Um, Alex, what what's the Nazareth National Anthem? Just kidding. Municipal. Municipal. The Nazareth Municipal Anthem. Um, I feel like Velvet Knight. <laughs> because it's weird. <laughs> and I, I would like to place. see people singing along with the Take a load off any for like too long. <laughs> yeah, I just, just want that. I just want like minutes. Like some like elementary school class to have to sing that bit. Yeah. And I don't every know. Every time they go to school, every They're time like, there's a mayoral address. Why do we have an extended section where we just say, take a load off Annie? And it goes, yeah. boing, 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 boing. I just want to confuse shit. children. Is that so much to ask? Not even. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing to do, I think. Keep children on their toes. Let them know life's strange. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to go with Al Cooper and Michael Bloomfield, you know. It has a bit of that vibe where, you know, you can just stand and put your, your heart over your hand the whole time. Right, about the instrumental your beautiful city one. and its beautiful yep. Martin Guitar Factory. <laughs> beautiful Martin Guitar Factory. wonder if that's still around. I wonder. Um, NAFTA happened, so maybe not. Uh, that's a, a classic NAFTA situation. Yeah. Um, Why would NAFTA stop Martin Guitars from being in Nazareth? <laughs> oh, a lot of factories like moved to Mexico after now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand now. Um, and that was like the 90s, so. Now they're Martinez guitars. Martinez guitars. All right, that's a good note to to go out on. Um, That does it for our final verdicts. Got a different opinion, similar opinion. Want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about? Hit us up on Twitter. That's right, we still call it Twitter. Hashtag cover me pod at Jake the Cressy at some Alex Wise guy. Am I still at Jake the Cressy? Yeah, I guess I am. Uh, send us comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can also email those to us at covermepod at gmail.com. Talk to us there. Be sure to rate and review us. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. We're even on Spotify. Uh, Somehow. Rate, us to, Somehow. Somehow we're still we're, on Spotify. <laughs> we're still there. They haven't put my ep- or fucking taken down episodes back up yet. Hmm. I've been pestering them about that. These, these fucks. We'll see. Uh, probably by the end of 2025, they'll be back up. So look forward to that. <laughs> sure to rate and review us. Tell your friends, family, neighbors, loved ones about us. You are the marketing team. Um, you know, get out there. Spread the word. What you can do this week to, to really help us out is uh, pff, just, just watch The Last Waltz. Yeah. Tell pick your friends up, pick up the Blu-ray. you're watching The Last Waltz, and they'll be like, hey, why are you watching that? You'll be like, oh, it's listening to Cover Me, and they'll be like, well, what's that? Just, yeah, it spark, sparks some genuine conversation based on your interests with people. Try that as a marketing strategy. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Does it for today's <laughs> episode of Cover Me. And as we always say on Cover Me, well, Luke, my friend, what about young Cover Me? He said, do me a favor, son. Won't you stay and keep Cover Me company? <laughs>